So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm, I'm Cody Moulton, so the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, yeah, let's back and forth it. Sure. All right. Yeah, the hot first, potato. Hot potato. Hot the first one I want to talk about hot is... Hot tomato. Is, okay, I'm, about to, I'm talking now, so... Okay, can, all right. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Did I didn't you hear me I, talking. I, you cut out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I cut out. You are so dumb. Just <laughs> you are really dumb, for real. Welcome to the In Black and White Show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Cody, joined by our other host. Not this, not a co-host. No, 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 sir. And, and, and ma'am, this is just the host who's always here, Lenny Escobar. How you doing? Oh, that's me. I'm the host. We're just the hosts that always are here. It's like there's no other hosts. It's It's not like, hey, we're joined by the co-host. No, just we host the show. We're just here. I mean, sure, that's what co-host means, but and chore host means that you're the ones that are always there. But that's beside, that is the point. That's the exact point we're trying to make. Yeah, we are making a point right now. What's the word? that is it. What's the word for what we're doing? Uh, Is it reductive? We're being reductive? No, no. Point. I'm it's looking, the point. That's that's the word. The point is we're tending to present a subject or problem in simplified form, especially one viewed as crude. Well, maybe not that. We're not doing that. Um, yeah, we're not crude. Yeah. We're just... We're just dumb. <laughs> 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 anyway, how you oh doing, gosh. How you doing, sir? I'm doing... Hey, I'm doing all right. How you doing? You um, doing okay? I'm doing, I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm glad to hear that because everybody... We got a cool show. We got some really cool things to talk about. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Cody, tell us, tell us why this, this is thing, an exciting little thing we do every uh, six months or so. Called Wait, who's 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 we? Tell us, tell the us whole who we entire is. world, every single person, mm-hmm. most mostly church members, the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Yes, that's right. Uh, General Conference. We had that. Uh, oh, Gen Con 2022. Yeah, Gen Con. Yeah, dude. It's the next big thing, and right behind that is Comic Con. Comic Con. That's what. That's what I was gonna say, and, and but I didn't. Dragon so. Steel Con. Hey, Brandon Sanderson. Oh, good. Brandon Sanderson. Anyways, anyway, uh, maybe he'll listen to the show one day, and we'll yeah. be like, "Whoa, Brandon Sanderson Whoa. listened. What's up, dude?" So yeah. anyway. anyways, yeah. So we just want to do an episode today where we recap. Um, some of the things from conference in the context of a of a specific question, which we will get to momentarily here. Yes, um, it's going to be a great episode. Um, where this the format we're going to talk about the question, but we do want our the focus of our comments to be on what is talked about in conference, but we want that to be the answer to the question. Yeah. So just just a just a heads up of of how the format's going to be, just a tiny bit different, but not really. Yeah, it's a little teaser for you. Mm, it's tease, like tease. it's like the three second teaser you get for the trailer. Now you have a trailer for your trailer. Oh yeah, I know all about that because I have a trailer. Here's my trailer to what I'm about to say. Yeah. See, that was yeah. it. Yeah, that's where right. it was. Yep. Okay. Okay. Actually, speaking of trailers, I'm sorry. I know we got to get to it, but there are since some really cool trailers that have come out, and there's one that I'm particularly uh, excited about, and there's one that I. I think that I'm not particularly excited about. Actually, there's two I'm excited about, but one that I'm not. Oh, okay, one. Is it the one I'm Super excited Mario about? Super Mario Bros. Yo, oh, of course, Super Mario Bros. Dude, dude it's so good. It looks. It's a great trailer. It looks good, man. Like I'm. Yeah. 
And I and I'm Such glad a... that I'm glad that Chris Pratt isn't necessarily doing the Mario yeah. voice the whole time because guys, if you listen to an hour and a half of that, it's a me Mario. It might you know be a, it might be a little much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, so that's gonna be great. Uh, if you haven't checked out the trailer, you should just check it out. It's a really great trailer. Actually, one of the probably one of the better ones I've seen. Yeah. The it other one that anything, I'm excited, which oh, is great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's true. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to jump the gun. But the other one that I'm excited about is Wakanda Forever, Black Panther. Oh, you know what? I haven't actually watched that one with sound on yet. You you should. It's actually it actually looks pretty legit. And I'm excited to see what they do with everything because uh, Ryan Coogler is actually one of my favorite directors because I think, uh, yes, he is, Uh, because I think he gets it. I think he understands the nuances of the world today without um, necessarily, I could be wrong, I could be be speaking a little too soon right now, but I do think he understands the nuances of today and how to incorporate, incorporate that into a good story. Without compromising the integrity of the story, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's one of the reasons that Black Panther is so powerful to me is because I think he experience, he he kind of captures the uh, the black experience in 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 a, in a Hollywood way that I think is relatable. But I don't feel like that was the point of the movie, and I think that that's important. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he's doing with with this. With uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman is not coming back um, because. Yeah he passed away so i'm excited to see like what they do with black panther and this whole thing so the the trailer is actually pretty cool um i think it it gives enough it doesn't really tell you anything anyways you should check it out i think yeah i I think you should check check it out out. i think that you like yeah i think you'll like it i think you'll you'll feel the way that i feel as well okay although because i'm pretty disenchanted with marvel nowadays. I, I I understand, and so am I. But I got excited about this particular movie. Yeah, I mean, um, hey, I, I was disenchanted before Spider Man No Way Home, and that was a good movie. So, oh yeah, I haven't actually seen that. Oh, Are you serial, dude? I, I'm I'm so sorry. No, I haven't. Oh, I got to I got to rectify that. Oh man, soon, like this week. Anyways, this is not the point of the episode, but I no. did want to throw that out there since we're talking about trailers. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of that. That's, this has nothing to do with it. This is an awful segment. <laughs> so we're going to no, now. No, it's not. <laughs> it is, yeah. So okay. uh, we're going to do a quick two-minute anti-inspirational quote for you to mm-hmm. get, the, to get the, the thinking juices flowing here, okay? And yep. this is going to, this could be super dumb or probably especially dumb. It's, I don't know if there's any other way to do this. Um, <laughs> successfully. Yeah, this, I, don't think, I don't know if it's going to be, and it won't be. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, we're right. going to come up with our own inspirational quote, but we're going to finish the sentence for each other. Okay, so I'm going to start. All right. I'm going to say one word, then Lenny, you say the next one, then I'll say the next one. we got to go yep. quick. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be flow. we got to flow this out. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So here we go. Ready? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. When? Every person experiences some sort of trial. They never stop thinking about their serial killer. Although that's a terrible one. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. I, oh, wow. That was terrible. I'm so sorry. 
I don't like that one. We shouldn't let we shouldn't stop on that one. Let's continue on. Let's do that one more time. <laughs> that, that did not go where I thought it was. No, no, well, it didn't go anywhere good. Let's try that one more time. Hold just, on. Just, let's when, go when, let's do a little faster. When people experience any kind of trial, they never stop thinking about their serial killer. That's that's it. That's terrible. That is the oh. worst. Okay. That's the right. worst quote I've ever heard in anyways. We'll do, I, we'll, we'll we'll do, do better than one. that. All right, we'll do Yeah, yeah. One. Let's let's go a little faster this time. Okay. If you think you can never stop driving, then don't Ever stop driving. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, what was that? If you never, wait, how, what is it? I don't know. If you never if, stop thinking about driving, then you never stop driving or something? What was no, it? No, no, if you never, if you never stop driving, then don't stop driving. <laughs> That's that's what it was. If you never stop driving, then don't stop driving. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So wow. hopefully okay. Uh, <clears throat> you guys are feeling inspired by that. Because yeah, yeah. We're about to drive the car of the spirit of conference, and uh, oh, we don't want to no, stop No, no, no. Don't, don't try to connect this. Don't try to connect this. Like, that was, that's terrible. No, this is good. It's way better than your other one, but the, you know, <laughs> this is a good, this is a good connection. Yeah, I'm going to blame you Yeah, for you're that. right. You're right. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was my bad. Yeah. So, should be ashamed. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, general conference, guys. It was awesome. Mm. Lots of great talks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Nope, we're not doing Amazing Grace. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, I didn't catch that. No. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue. So, the question that we want to pose here, as we talk about conference, and we want to kind of express our own, essentially, our testimonies about, is why should you watch conference? Right? Is that is that? Mm-hmm. There, there's like why, part, you had, you had yeah, another why, part to it. What was it? Why do you? Why do we even care about listening to these people? Yeah. Like, why do we? Why? Why do we choose to listen to these people? Um, and like, what's yeah. the what's the point of listening to them? Right. How does it benefit our lives? Like all the questions in the, in that you could think about. Like, why do we have prophets and apostles? But really, in specific, is I think generally. That general question is, why do we listen to these people? There's yeah. so many reasons. There's so many other places to listen. Why do we listen to them in particular? And I think, you know, the the, the doctrinal answer to that is why does God ask, has God asked people in history and in, in all of the world's existence to listen to prophets? Mm, exactly. Why is, why is that important to him? And why... Um, and especially nowadays, even if people think that there aren't prophets still on the earth today, I read something in the in the institute mail the other day that that said um, if you ignore if you if you try to claim that since Jesus Christ came there would be no more prophets since him, then you ignore millennia of 
of uh, revelatory pattern from the Bible. Mm. It's too mm-hmm. much of a consistent thing. It's too much of a of a of a pattern. It's too much of a promise from the Lord that we really have to go out of our way to to claim that there are no more there are not prophets on the earth. And so, why do we listen um, doctrinally? Because God has asked us to listen to His prophets, just as He's done through the Old Testament, just as He's done through the New Testament, through all Scripture. This is this is a very very common thing in uh, um, Christian religion and in, in, in Christian Judeo religion, I should say. Um, so this that that's why doctrinally, but we want to kind of get into specifically this conference. Why? Why were we? What did we get out of it? Like, we listened. Why did we keep listening? Why is it helpful to us? So, kind of our testimonies on that. So, I I do uh, want to share scripture just a little bit about um about the the need and the 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 reason why the Lord has called a prophet. So not just Dude. that. Uh, nice. <laughs> not just that the Lord has. So the Lord has asked us to listen to a prophet, you know, has, he's asked us to follow uh, the prophet, pro- follow a prophet of God when he's speaking, you know, um, when Jesus Christ himself has called him. And I think it's important, the reason why he's actually having, he's called a prophet, and he says it so here in Ezekiel 33, verse 7. I love this scripture. So thou, O son of man, uh, he's talking to Ezekiel right there, actually, I should say, um, I believe it. I have set I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. Oh, I love this scripture because so we're talking so basically he's talking about Israel. Israel he's called a prophet for Israel. But now we can he's talking to the whole I mean we're basically everybody is is a descendant of, of this house now. Or everybody can be a descendant of this house, I should say. Right. So therefore he set a watchman unto the house of Israel or the world. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. Uh, and I love this because the, one of the reasons, one of the things that a prophet does is a prophet is a seer and a revelator. A seer being, meaning that you can, there's some sort of foresight, some sort of foresight. We don't actually know exactly what that entails from being a prophet because you know we're not prophets ourselves or at least a, a called of an authority called as the prophet of the, of the world or anything like that. So we don't know exactly what that means, but in a sense, it's being able to see things, the Lord revealing to them things that are, that, that the church needs to prepare for or the people need to prepare for. Yeah. Like that's what's one of the, one of the reasons. Yeah. And that's and, actually, Oh no, you, you got one more thought. No, no, go ahead. no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. There's, there's a, I wasn't going to share this originally, but the scripture you shared made me think of this. I don't know if Elder Johnson, Paul Johnson, said this in his talk, or if this is just the impression I got, but it matches very well with your scripture. God doesn't put give us prophets to warn us because he wants to threaten us, right? Mm. He he does that out of love. Like it, it, Warning someone who could be hurt by something I mean, you can do that in a rude way. You can do that um, without kindness and, and love. But generally speaking, you, why would you without love or without concern for someone, right? 
You tend to not warn people to not do things that you don't care about or that you're not invested in. That's and, true. It, it really is. And one of the things Elder Johnson said or that inspired to come into my heart was, the Lord asks us to do hard things, and sometimes those things are hard to hear. Those warnings are hard to hear. They might be sometimes harsh to the ear. They might be uh, uncomfortable. But he asks us to do hard things because he want to, wants us to have real healing real change, and real results in our lives. Mm, I love that. Love you, that. That's great. You don't get real change by doing something easy and comfortable. You don't get real benefit, you know? Yeah. So when... And, and yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, or I am saying, I should say. Yeah, you should. When When the Lord... When we choose to follow the Lord, when we choose to follow Jesus Christ, um, Jesus Christ, Christ asks a lot of us. There's a quote from The Chosen, which I, I love, and, and it's, it's scripturally based. I just don't know where it is, but there's a quote in there where he says that he's talking to, this is a, a, fictitious, this is a fictitious conversation that Christ has uh, between Nicodemus and himself. So like this is this is like they have their creative liberties, but they say something that I think was really um, important and that I, I've thought about. Christ says to him in this dramatization, he says, "Rarely, um, I don't ask much of those who don't choose to follow me. Oh yeah, yeah. But I but I ask a lot of those who choose to follow me. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean we're gonna we're gonna talk about this, but that your your script this scripture and what you just shared remind me of that that. He, uh, there's a prophet on the earth. He's called a prophet to teach us what we can do to prepare for him to come. Like, really, that's the end goal of why there's a prophet on the earth. Why there's prophet, prophets, seers, and revelators. There's a general um, authority of the church to help prepare the church, all the people, to for the coming of Christ. That's honestly the end goal. But all the stuff that happens before the coming of Christ, they also have to prepare us for, because that's part of preparing us for the coming of Christ. Right. So, like that's that's the whole reason, and some of that stuff is going to be hard, especially as those of us who have chosen to follow Christ. He's going to ask us ask of us things from his prophets. Right. I mean, that's that's just that's the way that he talks through the whole church, which we're going to talk about, which which I'm excited about your comments with. Um, just a little snippet there, but anyways, so I think. Um, from there, there's that. There's this doctoral foundation of why. Why do we listen to these people? Uh, I can tell you from my personal experience, I listen to them because I believe that they are son or <laughs> sons and daughters of God for sure. But I believe that they have been called of God. I believe that uh, Russell M. Nelson is a prophet of God, and he has been called of God to help lead the church um, in this time, and that all the men that he serves with and the women he serves with have been called in their particular stations to help lead the church um, toward Christ in these trying times. And yeah. that's, that's what, that's what I, that's what I feel. And, and in some of the words of elder Renland, which I'll just touch on this here, they are the prophets and the, and the, and the ones who receive revelation for the church in that runway for the church mm. in general at large. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And as Elder Bednar told us on our mission, um, 
he came and visited. He did like a three-hour Q&A with our missionaries. And uh, one of the things he said was, don't take notes on what I'm saying. Take notes on what impressions you're having, what the Spirit is teaching you. You hear me say it. You hear a cool sentence that you like. Um, it's more important to write down the impression you get from that, um, from the Spirit, than it is to write down the cool sentence. And that's not to say don't go write down a cool thing. I did that for a conference. I wrote down cool things I liked. But um, that inspiration that they get for the church, these general authorities, these prophets and apostles, leads us to receive our own personal revelation based around the revelation they've received for the church. Mm. I really love the that guidance that was given to us through our mission because I think that if we are, if we say, like, why should we listen to these people? If that's the question. Why should we listen to them? What's the purpose of having a prophet? Like all of those things. I think um, a way to know to, for, for oneself is to listen for the Spirit testifying of the things that they're saying, teaching you about the things that they're saying. Because the Spirit won't teach or won't confirm or won't say that these things are true unless they are. Yeah. You know, so I think, um, and then, you know, also finding out for yourself, when, when I say that, when you're finding out, like, are these people actually called of him? That's a question you can have. Like, a great question for a conference, honestly. Um, and you see if the, the, if the Spirit, the Lord will answer that. Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's what I, I really like about uh, that particular set of guidance from Elder Brednar. Well, let's take uh, a couple... If you want to, do you want to start um, with? Oh with, yeah, with one of the uh, speakers and uh, some of the revelation you received, and then I'll go to one, and we'll kind of go maybe through we'll three go. or four of those. Yeah, let's back and forth it. Sure. All right. Yeah. The hot first, potato. Hot potato. Hot, the first one I want to talk about is tomato. Just, okay, I'm about. To, I'm talking now, so you okay. can just. All right. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Did I you hear me I, talking? I, you cut out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I cut out. Okay. Um. Hot potato. Hot radish. Oh. The, the one that I want to talk about. You um, are so dumb. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you are really dumb. For real. For real. Um, I'm actually tempted we should I'm actually tempted to say we should put that video in the show notes, but yeah, probably, probably not. Probably not. Um <laughs> if you know what we're talking about, kudos to you. Yeah. You are in the know, you're our age too. Yeah. Um Wanted to talk to, wanted to say a little th- things about Sister Tracy Browning's talk. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. The first two talks were awesome. I, I did listen and I did get things from them, but this is the talk that actually made me sit up and really pay attention to conference again. You know, uh, pay attention to conference uh, during the, the very beginning, Saturday morning. Okay. Okay. Yep. The things that I, li- I love about this talk. Um, the, the, the comparison she made to, in essence, in my estimation of glasses, like that she needs glasses to be able to see the world the way that it is meant to be seen for her, um, uh, is a, wait, sorry, I don't know how I said that, but the way that she sees the world, the way that it's meant to be seen for her uh, is through these glasses, right? She has to pick up her glasses every morning so that she can see the world as it's meant to be, as it really is, 
I should say. Yeah. The way of the comparison I love is that Christ is our, can also be our spiritual glass, being able to see the, see the world the way that it really is through Jesus Christ. And I, and I love this comparison because I feel like we are really apt to take, we're, we're really apt to pick and choose when we see the world through Jesus Christ and when we see it just as we are or through the world's eyes. I feel like it's really easy for us to make those choices like, oh, today I think I'm going to, we don't actually, I don't know if we actually, we actually do this where we specifically say, I'm going to see the world through the world's eyes or the world's lens or any right. of that. It's not a conscious but I think, thing. Uh, right. But I think that the, the being conscious that we do see the world through Jesus Christ is a choice and that it helps us to, well, basically the way that she explained it is to form a gospel perspective, to keep gospel perspective in mind because uh, that, that's helped, that helps us um, see the world as it really is. Yeah. And I really love this because I feel like we get trapped in all of the things. There are so many things in our lives and in the world that capture our attention that are, that are, that really don't matter. Like, right. I mean, I mean, seriously, just like really don't matter. And when I say that they do matter, but they don't, what you do for work doesn't really matter. I mean, it does really matter, but it doesn't really matter in the, in, in, in like the biggest thing in the biggest perspective, like what you specifically do. What you choose to, like how you choose to do certain things doesn't really matter. It does matter, but it doesn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, everything, all these little pieces all matter in in building us who we are. But what are we building for, right? Mm, at that's the, it. At the end game, right? Which is eternity. Yeah. That's what, uh, I mean, everything, you, you could say these things matter or they don't matter, Um um, but at the, at the end of the day, our priority should be what matters most, which is what you're saying, you know, the, the, I, the eternal truths of the gospel, because that's what we're going to carry, you know, the gospel, the gospel's eternal truths and principles are going to carry through eternity, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I think that we also are able to, like, there is a measure of peace and... I, I guess I think I'm I'm really seeing it in the reason why this this talk spoke to me also is I think that in, I'm in a point in life where I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what's next for me and I think it's really it's really easy for me to get distracted on all the temporal things that are next quote unquote next but what I what I really was um, what really stood out to me is that. I had been really looking at my life through a worldly perspective instead of through a gospel perspective, instead of through how Jesus Christ would want me to see my life and what I th- think is important. And I think that that's the invitation he's giving to all of us through, through Sister Browning's talk, is to be able to see what, what our life looks like through Christ rather than what, we, what, what our just day-to-day, what we just put our heads down and just live life yeah. But like seeking and, and it's and it's putting our heads down and living life is you probably do have I'm not saying that nobody has Christ or the gospel in it, but I think making more of an intention to put to put on Jesus Christ as our spiritual lens, as our glasses in the morning, every day, to see what our lives could actually be. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was a good talk. One of the things I wrote down from that, uh, from Sister Browning's talk, was was, uh, look at questions or challenges to our faith as opportunities to bear testimony. Mm, Amen. Um, So I don't know if she said that specifically or if that was an impression I had because of what she was saying, but uh, that's just here in my notes. So So you got it. Dude, nice. Dude, nice. Dude, nice. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right, so uh, one of the ones that uh, I wanted to, to talk about was Elder Uchtdorf. So we're going back a step here. Oh. Right before Sister Browning's talk, we had Elder Yeah, Uchtdorf. this is when I was asleep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is what, yeah, you weren't paying attention because you're like, oh, it's just, you know, airplanes <laughs> and stuff. Well, you're wrong, no, dude. I'm, no, I'm not that way. Yeah. You don't know what airplanes are, do you? Hey, don't be rude. <laughs> okay, I'm going to not. <laughs> um so he uh, he talked about the revised strength of youth handbook mm-hmm. pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was amazing, Grace. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, so he he talked about that, and one of the things you know I looked at, I was looking at the revised handbook handbook. I still don't know what to call it. The, the strength of the youth book and guide um, guide. guide. Yeah, they're more like guidelines. I was looking at that. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, that's funny to say, but, but yeah. I mean, so the revised book is now, it's a little bit less um, bullet point. Here's a list of do's and don'ts, right? And I don't think the, the OG Strength of Youth book was bad at that. You know, I don't think it was like... Here's a bulleted list about all the things that you should or shouldn't do regarding the word of wisdom, the law of chastity, about your language, about movies, about dress. But, you know, I don't think it was too hardcore about that, but it was. Mm-hmm. There was there were lists in it. This new mm-hmm. one is much more about the principles behind some of the standards that we strive to live by. And so it'll point out scriptures and it'll point out some some uh uh, questions to ask yourself, and then it'll, it'll point you at some things to study and to learn about it. Mm. And then it invites you to think about it, ponder about it, and pray on your own to make a decision. Which is which is essentially perfectly matches the change that we've recently had in preach my gospel that we've had in ministering being changed to from home teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Much more principle-based ministering and, and making sure people are being cared for and taken care of without checking boxes. Um, just to, just to you know, it's a higher and holier way of living. And it, it really follows that principle that Joseph Smith stated, that, that we teach them correct principles and let them govern themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's pretty cool. And I think about, you know... People I've known who've compromised their standards or how they've changed or loosened more and more over time, and um, whether they've stayed in the church or left the church, and I think about how how might that be different if instead of making a decision to watch a certain movie, for example, instead of um, going and looking at a handbook that said we don't watch rated R movies. And saying, "Oh, okay, I'm not, I'm going to not watch Radar movie because a handbook told me to," and then walking away from that. Well, what's going to happen is later in life, 
there's going to be situations that come up that that kind of instruction and guidance doesn't perfectly answer and doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily yeah. help you like you'd want it to, you know? Yeah. And, and you're going to end up compromising. You might end up being challenged to compromise some of your standards for whatever reason, but you don't know what exactly what the standards are because at this point you need the spirit to guide that decision, not a bullet point. Mm -hmm. And with the new handbook, how much more powerful is it instead of being like, oh, a bullet point told me not to do this thing. How much more powerful is it to say, no, no, I've had a spiritual experience praying about this standard and seeking revelation about it and learning about it. And that is going to help me determine to act a certain way. That's way more powerful. That's going to stick with you way more than a bullet point will. This is uh, interesting because uh, this kind of leads me to some of the, the a point in the other talk that I wanted to talk about, one of my other talks, but I'll talk about it now. Would you? During, yeah, I would. In conference, I, I got this like very distinct impression uh, to ask myself, like, why? Well, two questions, actually. Why do I follow the commandments? And do I actually even know what the commandments are? Do I even know? I've been a member for 12 years now. Um, a member, is it 12 years? Yeah, it's 12 oh, wow. years. I've been a member oh, yeah. for 12 years now. And I'm still asking myself, you know, after a period of experiences and years, just again, like, do I actually know what the commandments are? Now, that, that's a, a, a topic all in itself. But what I do want to talk about is why do we follow the commandments? Is it because somebody told us to? Is it because there's a handbook that told us and the church told us and all that stuff? Or what I think is is probably the reason, I don't know, I can't speak for anybody else but me. One of the things that I'm changing, what is I feel like a change in me, is that I'm following the commandments because I love Jesus Christ. That's the reason why I'm choosing to follow what, he's, what he has commanded me to do. Whether it's through the church or specifically, when I say through the church, I should say through a uh, revealed principle, doctrine, and commandment through the church, or um, or through just personal revelation. I choose to follow him because I love him. One of the things that I think that we get in it as members of his church is we get focused on these blessings that we're going to get because we're following the commandments. Now, there's blessings are perfect. Blessings are awesome. And they're a natural consequence to following the commandments. Uh, however, yeah. however, they are not the reason why I believe, this is me, right. this is Lenny, gospel according to Lenny, that no, we should know. be following them. That, no, that's not. That, that's, that's doctrine, man. Okay, well, it's, then you heard it straight from Cody. So if uh, I, I took myself out, so if it's wrong, it's Cody's fault. <laughs> put the, <laughs> but but put I do, I do feel love that. If you me, if you love keep, me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. No, that's true. You're right. But, but, but I think we, we get caught up. We get caught up in, and, and I think this is what's happened with a, with a lot of our, our friends, is that they experience, they experience um, the, the hardship and the not getting of blessings that they were expecting or taught or promised or the way that they felt they should. And then they turn their backs on Christ. Or, or it feels like it, at least. I'm not going to say that they actually did. That's kind of presumptuous of me. But I'm just saying that, you know, I think that there is this, and, and I think that going back now, kind of tying what I'm trying to say back to what you were saying, this is 
the reason why, you know, this, this change of the bullet point list to find out if you find out what the Lord has to say to you, develop a relationship with the Lord. Like that's really in essence what it is, is develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he will tell you all the things that you should do. Like that's in essence what the, what the guy with the handbook and ministering and all these, these, these shifts have been is more focused on develop a relationship with Christ and he will tell you all things that you should do. And then you can follow him because you love him, not because you are promised blessings. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, that, that ties into something I heard today. I was listening to a, a YouTube channel and what, you know, it's, is 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 something to do with a review of rings of power, to be honest with you, <laughs> but, um, a fairly critical one. Uh, but the, the guys doing the review, I enjoy listening to them. There came a point in the episode where they mentioned that they were members. So I was like, what? I had no idea. I was pretty stoked to hear that. Oh, wow. That's um, cool. And they talked about the council in heaven. They talked about the whole good versus evil and, and that there is a, an, an objective good in the world. And one of the things that they said was, um, they said, they said it is it, the, the idea of having to do evil in your life or having to have experienced evil in order to do good is an evil idea in and of itself. You don't need to have experienced evil and to be associated with evil to turn around and do good, more good in your life. That's that's a false dichotomy that we set up. Mm, now that okay. can that can be uh, consecrated. Your your um, your weaknesses or past sins that we've all had them. Okay, they can be consecrated for our own good and benefit in the future. But that is not a requirement for doing good. And so one of the things they were saying is that it is um, the world view right now is to say that it's more important to to kind of sacrifice some of your level of your morals kind of like the ends justify the means kind of an approach mm. but in Christianity when what Christ is saying is that it is more important that you live the commandments you commit to those standards into that uh, way of living even if it leads to the loss of your own life that is more important than giving up your standards and your morals uh, for for what you perceive some greater good even than that. Mm. Anyway, I like that they were getting into that um, because it's kind of like what uh, what you're saying. We don't follow the commandments because of the blessings. That's a that's a cool perk. That's pretty awesome, right? Mm. There's something yeah. bigger there, and there has to be something bigger there if we're going to stick with. The, if if we're gonna uh, have if we, if we want the faith strong enough to uh, carry us through troubling times now and in the future, right? Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, sorry, that was a no. That was great. Um, do you mind if that. Do you mind if I uh, uh, move on to my next talk, or do, do you it. have more to say? So, um, oh, go ahead. The last thing I wanted to say. Yeah, do it. He quotes President Nelson in the talk who says, uh, when your greatest desire is to let God prevail in your life, many decisions become easier, many issues become non-issues. And Mm -hmm. I have a personal testimony of that. There are so many issues in the world today, political issues and uh, 
and especially moral issues in the world that if you live Christ's commandments the vast majority of those become non-issues in your life mm. amen to that that's cool yeah all right go on well I think sorry just a thought on that you make a lot of decisions before you have to make decisions I think that that's one of the, I think one of the most powerful things is being able to make a decision about something before you're faced with that decision to do whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, because then it makes the process that much easier and you'd be able to get through that experience that much better, whatever that, whatever that means. Right. Um, because then you don't have to agonize over the, the, the decision at the moment that you're trying to make the decision yeah. where you might be the weakest you might not getting put on the spot. Like yeah. you, you know, or at least you have a framework. A at framework, the very least, yeah. you have a framework to, Absolutely. to help you make the right decision. Yeah. Or consider 100%. the right decision. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, this actually, what you're talking about, uh, kind of what we were, we were talking about in this last talk leads me to this, the next talk that I want to talk about, which is elder Ooh. Holland's, which is, which is a, which is also always, nice. I feel like a, a personal favorite of everybody. And I Just think cut through that. What? You're killing me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I let's do not talk about that. killing. Let's let's just not talk about killing. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, you yeah. brought it up, so. <laughs> yeah. On that. Yeah, that was. Woo! That was a that was a doozy. Anyway. All right. Sorry to do that. No, no, no. You're all right. The the reason. Um. Well, first off, I just want to talk about Elder Holland, and. I think as I've gotten if I gotten older, I've been able to appreciate the way that he speaks a lot more. He's such a powerful speaker because of his command of the English language, just the way yeah. that he strings things together and evokes imagery. Um, it's just, it's just incredible. Anyways, He's really gifted with that. Yes, very much so. Um, but the way, the thing I liked about his talk, and this is just general. I'm not going to go through the the deep into into a deep dive of it but the general of it is that following Christ is not an easy thing and it's something that we all have to come to terms with that sometimes it kind of goes back to what we're saying that you know we're following we we don't follow Christ because of the blessings like that's um and I think he uh, elder Holland makes that point very clear because to be a follower of Christ, sometimes you're going to be called to carry the cross and yeah. to sacrifice to sacrifice a lot of things in order to follow Christ. And and being and and going through that is going to be incredibly difficult if you don't have a testimony or um not even it's not even a testimony, but you have a relationship and a a, a conviction of who he is to you. Um, honestly, it's almost, it's, I would actually say it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Uh, if you don't, then you'll throw down the cross, you'll throw it down and you will deny him more times than Peter does. I, I, I maybe, maybe a little harsh on that, but I do think it's true. Um, if you, if you're not developing a, a relationship with him, then when it comes to shove, you will just throw it down. And I don't think any of us any of us sitting here listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you're listening because you either want to develop a relationship with Christ or you already have one. I don't think any of us want that. 
wants to be considered that and would ever consider us being that. Right. Um, it's so, like not necessarily an an intentional action, but right. uh, but but if if it comes down to it, and you're not uh, um, spiritually prepared for something, then it you know it's going to be a lot more tempting to uh, give up the the weight of the cross, the burden of that, and leave it for something else. And we might not even realize it. The same way Peter didn't even realize it. Right. He didn't realize he was denying Christ over and over again. I think he he just thought that he was uh, saying something to get out. He wasn't he wasn't committing to anything, and it wasn't telling of his inner feelings. He didn't believe, but he was trying to like get some pressure off of himself with these these people who were targeting him, especially after everything thing had been going on. You know, like the the apostles did not feel safe after. Well, probably for a long time, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> um, but especially then they lost their leader. You know. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that the the uh, the cock crowed the third time, then he realized, no, 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 I am in some form putting down the cross here, and I didn't even realize it. And I think that's how it is with us when we're waiting. We all are gonna are sometimes weak, and we all might have experiences to some degree. But but the more conscious of like what you're saying, the more we're building up that relationship with Christ. The more conscious we're going to be of no, no, no. I gotta, I gotta carry this cross. I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. keep. The, I gotta help Christ with this. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do want to just mention a couple of things. Some of the imagery, Helder Holland was talking about. He mostly talked about that in the end of his talk, but he was talking about why um, we don't really have the cross as a symbol of our faith um, of our church. And uh, I think one of the things that I I, I love is that. Uh, is Gordon, uh, Elder uh, President Hinckley's words that we want the, the, our members to be the symbol of our of our of our church of our faith? Yeah, um, and I think that goes right into being able, being willing, and able to bear the cross, to bear the burden, whatever if either it's our own burden or somebody else's. That's what he says in this talk, um, and be ready to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Oh yeah. They're 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 also this was like conference is always good but this one was you know maybe it's just the relevancy of it and the time mm-hmm. it's given but probably lots probably of, both lots of good stuff I I want to touch on one thing really quickly but I think we jump right into President Nelson and we wrap up here for a second all time. right sounds good so one last uh, before President Nelson I'll mention a couple things from Elder Renlund's talk a framework for personal revelation and he goes through and I mentioned this earlier already the different runways people have for receiving revelation. So there might be the context of you're calling a church, you know, if you're over young women or something, then the the runway that you are able to receive revelation is pertains to that organization, right? Mm-hmm. And if you uh, have a family, then the runway that you receive revelation for is your family, right? We all have the runway of receiving re- revelation for our ourselves. Um, and the apostles and prophets, they have... And other general authorities have authority to receive revelation for the church in general. Um, so he talks a lot about revelation and how to avoid false spirits and how to avoid uh, opening ourselves up to misinterpreting our feelings mm. and hearing what we want to hear. You know, he's talking about uh, what if we pray to God and try to receive personal revelation about not going to church on Sunday, right? 
and we try to justify our actions because we sought uh, revelation on it. And uh, he he suggests a response to a prayer like that would be would be God saying, "I've already given revelation about yeah. the Sabbath day." You know, mm-hmm. so why are you trying to change that? We've already received revelation about, it, so don't 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 put ourselves in a position to uh, be vulnerable to temptation or to um, uh, you know, kind of succumbing to the natural man and, and preference uh, in some of those cases. I, I think it's. Um, I, I do have a. I have a short story about that. Um, a short experience when I was. I think uh, I've, I either shared this on 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 the air or with you. Um, but when I was getting my mission call, when I first got my mission call, I was excited. But I it, it was soon after I kind of I should say I would say got jealous of other people going to a different country, speaking a different language, and going to a different people, particularly those who are going to a Spanish speaking country because my my roots, my heritage is Spanish, and so to be able to teach my people quote-unquote, my people, as well as uh, learn the, the, my father tongue would have, would have been really beneficial for me in my, in my life, um, uh, as far as I was concerned, as far as I knew. Right. So one of the things, one of the times I was in the MTC, um, there was a, there's a, there's a line in, the, in your mission call where it says that you're called to this place and you'll labor in this place um, unless, uh, but there's a line in it, it's like, unless otherwise directed, like, because your mission can be changed by when it's directed. And so I, I held on to this because I was just like, oh, that's got to be that's got to be true for me. Like, it's got to change my some somehow the the it's, it's got to change. Um, so I was really struggling to uh, to accept in the MTC. I was really struggling to accept that uh, even though I had received revelation that my mission call was to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I was having trouble accepting that. Um, and I remember praying one night and being like, please just, just let me know if this is my mission, just let me know without a doubt so that I will not, I I won't doubt it anymore. And I remember as soon as I uttered that prayer, a shock went through my body and it was just like, this is like one of the, the clearest ways that the heavenly father could say, this is confirmed. You are called to this mission. This is where I want you in my vineyard. But I remember after I received that inspiration, I remember praying again and, and and just willing that, no, this is actually not it. And that's going to be changed to something else. Right. I remember thinking that even though that that's not what God said. I remember thinking that like that was me right. wanting to. And so um, obviously that was not the case. I ended up going and having a very successful mission meeting and not regretting at all, 100%, that uh, that Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is my mission. That's where I was meant to be called and to serve. And thankfully, I'm humble enough now to to have received that. And I'm very happy with where, um, in fact, at peace uh, with where I served. So I, I just know, I just, uh, as you're talking about that, as we're reading this talk, I, I know that, that, that it's, you know, sometimes you just want things, something so bad or an answer so bad that you're willing to change revelation, even right. though it's not really changed. Or try to change it, right? Or try to change revelation, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. You know, I know I've, I've been there before to some degree in some different instances in my life. And Joseph Smith has been yeah. there before. Yeah. I mean, 
the whole uh, losing the book of Lehi because uh, he kept praying for a different answer from God if he could share that with Martin Harris's wife because she kept wanting to see it and Martin Harris kept asking him to and uh, God said no no and then he said well you seem to want that and, and Elder Redland talks about that exact experience he says oh you seem to have your own idea in mind so go forth with your idea basically God says see what happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? yeah that's really I mean what a what a powerful experience from the prophet you know just yeah. where he wants something so bad too and God's like okay yeah. well, no he didn't even say okay he just said my it's, will has already been my will has already been revealed yeah like if, if my word's not good enough for you then uh to learn the lesson a different way. Yeah. And sometimes that's the case. And he brings up, uh, Elder Rillen brings up uh, a situation. Essentially what he's trying to say here too is, is you know, the revelation we, we receive should be in those gray areas for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, And we should receive personal testimonies and revelations about the different doctrines and gospel, uh, gospel teachings and principles, you know, fundamental things that are we are taught. By Jesus Christ in the church, right? We should seek that revelation um, so that we can have a powerful experience with it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we need to also recognize that God has revealed his will and he's revealed his doctrine on a lot of these things. Right. And the Spirit's full power and capacity for us comes in helping with the gray areas where there isn't maybe a direct answer because there are lots of those situations. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Elderland's trying to say there are... There is a framework. God has given it to us. We have it. We have the doctrine. So don't try to go outside of that as we as we pray. We you know because we might we might already have the answer. And he brings up well in the case of Nephi, he violated a commandment when he slew Laban. People might argue. So Elder Redland said this. This exception does not negate the rule. The rule that personal revelation will be in harmony with God's commandments. Um, and there's lots of different reasons and explanations we can go down with, you know, this specific, uh, commandment that Nephi was given repeatedly. It wasn't something he wanted, you know, it was a commandment from his father to go get the records and preserve the records and blah, blah. There's lots of things. But what Elder Renlund says is all he says about it is no simple explanation of this episode is completely satisfactory, but let me highlight some aspects. And then he highlights some stuff. And if you want to know what those are, go read it. But uh, I like <laughs> that a, an apostle says, you know, we don't have the full 100% story about any single event ever. So there's not a, there's not always a simple explanation uh, that's going to be completely satisfactory, but we can we can know enough, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that he, that he said that. Um, well, but. I think what I love about those types of things, well, maybe I don't love it, but what I appreciate about those things is that it actually gives us an opportunity, as uh, Sister Browning said, that an obstacle gives us an opportunity to testify. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, what we, we get to do right there, uh, if we choose to do so, is find the explanation, is to, is to try the Lord and ask Him and receive our own testimony of the, of the experience and allow Him to explain what happened. However, however that however that means, whether it is that he doesn't explain it altogether, but you just receive peace about it, um, whether he explains it 
uh, in in detail. That's for him to decide uh, what's best for for us. Right. But I mean, I just I just love that it gives us an opportunity to take that to the Lord and develop a relationship from it. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. Uh, yeah. Amen. Amen to that. So, anyway, just the last thing I wanted to say about that. So that uh, that's a good, great talk. But I think we should mm. we should touch on President Nelson here uh, because he is the prophet. And yeah, let's let's talk about it. I just wanted to 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 mention from his talk. Let's see here. One of the things I really like, and he talked about um, his title of his talk was "Overcome the World and Find Rest." So he, he's kind of talking about overcoming. And, and find rest. And I like this because one of the things he said that hit me like a bag of bricks. Well, okay, as I'm looking through it, the, one of the first things he does is he talks about how many great things are happening right now and are going to happen. Especially that we will, we, he specifically says, we will see the greatest manifestations of the Savior's power that the world has ever seen between now and the time he returns. Did there... There's some stuff going on in the world right now. I don't mm. know if you know. No, I don't. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you're like aware. If you're like no, living. no, Mm-mm, not really. Okay. So some stuff is going on, right? There's a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> just, just like wars and rumors of wars. You know, right, natural yeah. disasters. Mm-hmm. We just saw some pretty intense yeah. fallout of. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, a, a pandemic or something, something about pants happened for a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, not to mention economic trials and just, there's a lot of stuff going on and it yeah. stresses me out. You know, got a, it got should. a, got a family to take care of. Yeah. And here's president Nelson over here. Like it's pretty sick, a pretty sick world. We live in. It's awesome. I'm like, are we living in the same world? But as he talked more, it made me so excited for the future, and it got rid of a lot of my fears. It like, I'm serious. Like, this is part of my testimony of conference of why I listen. Why it got rid of my fears and some of my anxieties about the future and the chaos around us. Did it get rid of the chaos? No, but it got rid mm. of the chaos in me. You know, it helped Ooh. give me peace. It Just, got rid of the chaos and me. I feel like that's yeah. a song. Amazing grace. But such a simple thing that he mentions, and, and he moves on from it, gave me a lot of faith. So I, I really appreciated that from him. Um, well, one of the things that I really appreciated... Um, about this. Okay, so there's there's basically two parts to this, right? Um, I mean, they, they're related. Overcome the world and find rest. Overcome the world and find rest. Um, there is a, a particular line in this talk that is actually pretty... Um, that was pretty... Uh, hit me really, really... Well, I, I guess it just kind of highlighted what, what I feel so far. Um, it's actually at the very bottom. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Just don't take my quote or I'll throat punch you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Uh, you can, well, you won't be able to throat punch me because I'm too fast for you. You are really good at doing neck dodges. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I dodge with my neck really well. Yeah. You can't see it, but I'm doing it right now. I know. Um, okay, Wanna so he says this. Want to see me run that mountain and back? Want to see me do it again? <laughs> SpongeBob quote. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice, dude. Nice. Nice. Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nice. Anyways, sorry. Okay. No, I found the quote. Okay. So in essence, what he was saying, um, what President Nelson was saying, in order for us to find rest, we have to focus on our gospel living. Yeah. And that's, that's, what, that's what I took from it. But he kind of lists all the things that we do. And then he said, and then he says, now, you may be thinking this sounds more like hard take, spiritual you're, you're work taking my than quote. rest. Am I, is that it? It is. It's so good, but go, keep going. <laughs> oh, but here is the grand truth. While the world insists that power, possessions, popularity, and pleasures of the flesh bring happiness, they do not. They cannot. Oh, that made, gave me chills. What they do produce is nothing but a hollow substitute for the blessed and happy state of those who keep the commandments of God. However... I'm, I'm skipping over the next line. However, no, no, when no, you no. Yoke... no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay, I'll read the it. Next, the, truth... the next line is the like the main one I wanted to read. Okay, well then, uh, do you go ahead and read it? Let me read it since you don't know yeah. how. The, <laughs> the truth is that it is much more exhausting to seek happiness where you can never find it. Whoa! And you, however, to skip it. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. However. When you yoke yourself to Jesus Christ and do the spiritual work required to overcome the world, he, and he alone, does have the power to lift you above the pull of this world. Now, what I love about this is that he just said, how do you find rest? Because it sounds like it's spiritually exhausting work to do all those things. But what he said right there is, you, Jesus Christ, will pull you up above the world and give you rest. That's yeah. what he said right in there. He didn't say it in the words that I was saying, but in the way that I thought it. But, And it's so true. Yeah. All the things that we have to do, quote unquote, have to do to get close to, to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is all work. It's a relationship. To have a relationship with anybody, it requires work. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. If it's, I mean, my relationship with you is a lot of work because you're really difficult. <laughs> it's just a, so tiring to be your friend. It's exhausting. Okay? It's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what I'm saying is, um, the, I'm going to say, I think I'm a huge fan of our friendship. I'm a huge fan of it. It has given me so many blessings, uh, given me a brother. Uh, when I don't have any biological brothers of my own, it's given me, especially in these last few years, the 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 strength and the support that I that I have gotten from from you, Cody, uh, has been has has been one of the single greatest blessings in my life as I've gone through some horrendous experiences in my life thus far. When I say that, that is ten years. That's ten years of experiences that we had. It was 10 years, it was two years on a mission, it was years of us not living in the same place, but having conversations very regularly, and we're both, we were both busy, 
you had were you were in school i was in school you then later on you got married and had children and i got married and it was just all through those like that stuff is exhausting it is it, it was very difficult to continue to have that relationship it would have right. been easier to just let it go but we yeah. didn't and in fact, what we did is we created a podcast, which is even more work. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right? But what I'm saying, the, the, the fact that I'm making is making a very small and not, ex- not really comparable example of the relationship that we put into our, or sorry, the work that we put into our relationship. If we had right. all of that to develop this type of relationship we have with each other, um, it is work to do so with the savior of the world himself. Right. And, and I mean, you think about it. I mean, you know. And there's a lot more peace. Peace is the right word, but another way to say it is um, satisfaction with mm. what we, we both get out of each other's friendship because we both have respect for each other. And we both know that we can call each other up and call each other stupid whenever we need to like, get each other's <laughs> attention. Like there's there's a lot of peace that comes with feeling good about your relationship, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is work. And safety. Like that's yeah. that's that's the biggest one, right? There's I'm not biggest, but that's a big one is feeling safe in that relationship where where I know that when you call me stupid, uh that well, you know I know you probably actually do mean it, but what I'm saying is <laughs> I'm just kidding. What what I say is well just what you said again is that there is there is a, a respect and safety in this relationship and uh support and strength that has that is not in a lot of um that is unique to this relationship that I don't have in a lot of other relationships. Not saying that I don't have strong relationships. I'm just saying right, this right. specific unique experience I have with you is different than anybody else's. Right. But you think you think of the, the contrast of that, okay? Right. Would would we have peace if we just let this uh, friendship go to the wayside or kind of burn away? And then 10 years, 5 years from now, we're like, oh, what could have been? How much more could we have... Uh, Blessed each other's lives if we'd maintained, if we'd put in the work and maintained mm. that friendship. Right. That's a, that's an example, but I think that applies to anything, and that's where some of that lack of rest I think comes from in life. We have regret. That <laughs> is like the, oh wow the the anti of what what President Nelson's trying to talk to us about here. Rest. Yeah, it's more work to go to church, do your ministering, keep a calling, even to have faith about some things you're unsure about in the church or in, in, or whatever. It's more work. But what he's promising us here is that it's also more rest. It's more peace. It's less regret. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that's that's essentially, you know, part of overcoming and, and having having peace, you know, in, in our lives. Even Even as he said at the beginning of his talk, even with all the chaos going on in the world, mm-hmm. we can still yeah. have peace that, you know, we're, we're making an effort. We're trying to do our part. We're trying to build God's kingdom. We're trying to build ourselves as disciples, you know. We we can have peace with that. So, such a good talk. Man. Everything that we do, everything that we do um, will have, will add or or take away from our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that 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 I, I think that's a pretty accurate statement. Yeah, I think so. And I would and say may, that and maybe on negligible, very small levels, but it does. 
Right. Everything. Right. E- every piece of content we consume, same difference. Right. right. Everything that we choose to do, think about, say, whatever, all that, will add or or take away from our life. And I think what what Prophet is promising, Christ Himself is promising, is that if we will focus on Him, then He will give us the strength that we need to find rest in this in this battered world. Everything that we do with him in mind will add to our life and allow us to do more than we thought was possible. But only if we trust him enough to do those things to, to prioritize our relationship with him first. I think that that's, that's uh, I think a qualifying statement. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, so why do we listen to conference? That's why. Okay. Ooh, boom. All right. Now Dude, sit down. Nice. <laughs> Amazing race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think that. Whoa. Ooh. A little bit of puberty. You okay? You, uh-huh. you Sorry. To... I just. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's uh, why I listen to the conference. That's. Why you listen to conference? That's our. This is our essentially. Hey, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what I do. I mean, I'll tell you what your testimony is because you know you only know left from right. (laughs) I'm sorry I interrupted you. That beautiful testimony. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, no, I think that this this episode is our testimony of conference, and that God does speak to us today. He spoke to us. All right, and Mm. whoa, I love that. And there's, God there's does your, God does speak to us, and He spoke to us. It, that's just a fraction of my notes, mm. and on your notes, I'm sure. So, yeah, all my notes are. My, can't my, read yours. What, you can't, can't. Okay, answer me this, Cody. How What's can that? I make how how can I write notes but can't read them? Like, what is that? How does that you, even work? You tell me. All right, it's beyond <laughs> me. Okay. <laughs> I I just want to echo what Cody said. Uh, I love. I, you know what? I don't want to say any more than. Just uh, God speaks to us, and he spoke to us. I love the way that you said that. That's perfect for me. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate your time. Um, If you like the podcast, please leave a review. Give us a rating on your uh, podcast platform. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions you want to submit, that's our our thing now. If we want to answer questions, especially hard ones, so please send them in. The harder, the better, my friends. Yes, yes. Give us a real good right hook. All right, send them yeah. in at uh, not just in email. the gut. Yeah, in black Sorry. and white podcast at gmail I got it right this time. Oh I yeah. Rebuked Lenny and then and then found out that I was totally wrong last time. So my <laughs> apologies. Um, uh, yeah, you're find us like that. <laughs> the important thing is it looked like I was right. <laughs> me i do not have rest in that yeah yeah. so uh find us on uh social media at ibw podcast on facebook and twitter probably instagram no don't do instagram we don't do anything there uh we don't do anything anywhere why do i I say this Uh, we'll do it again sometime but anyway follow us because there might be don't don't, don't say that (laughs) cut this out (laughs) okay all right i'll cut this out follow us because we're we're stuff and then uh also, I think that's it, actually. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Send in your questions. We love you. And uh, Godspeed, everyone. God is good. <laughs> <laughs>